to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of Free Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with Colin McKay and special guest tonight is Neil Sedaka, but Neil's got a sore throat so he's a silent partner. You're an idiot. <laughs> um, where are we tonight? Uh, we're in the Raven. Very quiet Raven. Um, it is. Do you know what? It's really strange because tonight there's European football on, um, and I believe the home teams are playing away, which is going to be televised. And yes. It, it's oddly quiet considering that there's domestic football happening, but European football and there's no one here. It's yeah, really odd. Very odd. Where, where are you? Where, it, it, this is a sports bar essentially, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a nice night as well. So you'd think people would be out in drones. But, um, Maybe it's because it's the first nice night we've had in Scotland for the last like, six months. People are actually out enjoying it and not sitting in a bar. Think so? Scotland, I think you're overestimating the Scottish mentality here. Like, <laughs> well, you, can buy, you can buy a pack of Budweiser or something and someone for a tenner. Yeah, illegally it. drink it outside yeah. as they would do in Scotland. Oh, you drink your garden, you're okay. Can you? Um, well, you? Yeah, you drink your garden. You can't, you can't start drinking your garden. You can't drink in the street and that's all. I'm really, I, I'm, I'm like a proper law-abiding citizen. So you wouldn't drink your garden? I probably won't garden, but I would kind of, yeah, if I got arrested for it, I wouldn't understand. Would you feel nervous about your life? Possibly. I'd feel a bit guilty. Like, oh, oh. I'm, I'm exposed to you. Yeah. What about in your house? Oh, yeah, I'm afraid in my house. What about, what about in a conservatory? Oh, yeah, drink your garden. What about in a, like a sort of uh, gazebo-type situation in your garden? Oh no, because would be okay as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you basically you want a cover, that's what you want for yeah, your yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, now you're making it seem like I'm being shady, but I'm yeah. not being shady. You've flipped us around in a bad way where I'm. You want, something co- you want some sort of hiding point. <laughs> um, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, um, I'm drinking Indian Pale Ale from a brewer called Knops. Yep. K N O P S. Um, never tried it before, it's really nice. It's quite dark. I think so. I, for, I suppose it is. It kinda, for you, it's quite dark, yes. For a, for a Pale Ale, <laughs> um, hence the name Pale Ale. Yeah. But it's, it's tasty, it's got a, an interesting little aftertaste, which is nice. What's the aftertaste like? Interesting. <laughs> okay. um, it's almost a slight kind of blondish tint to it almost, right, but okay. not, not a strong blonde aftertaste, yeah. which is usually quite kind of floral. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. I, I I'm trying like to find it right now. I'm googling where they're coming from. Um, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, Skeleton Blues, which I bought purely for the name. Which is kind of Yes. Um, Nops is from Edinburgh, by the way. Um, a good old Edinburgh surname of Nops. Dialington. Dialington, which is just... Just south of Edinburgh, I think the look of it. So it's a local or local beers. And sorry, but your skeleton blues you're drinking. Yeah, skeleton blues from Stuart Brewing, who Stuart have had quite a few things. You have, you, you, should, you seem to be quite like Stuart yeah. Brewing. Uh, is Stuart. this a tasty beer? Very tasty. It's, it's um, a nice, easy one. You can probably drink quite a few of them and be quite happy yeah. with it. It's not one of the ones you're going to feel going to take. Stand up and think, oh shit, that is. Um, yeah, oh, no, that, it's not that. that it's definitely a nice one to drink. I think I feel that's the general stuff I've ever from Stuart or drank. There's very few things of Stuart I drink and go, oh, I want to drink. A, I only drink one of them and that would be me done. Most of my life you could probably drink them quite consistently yeah. and be alright. I think yeah. maybe that's, maybe that's where they're pitching their... I'm not right Bud Light is my... I, I get it. I do, I get it. You can just sip away at it all night long and you know it doesn't knock you in your arse. And you're, you know, I, I get what you mean. I think what crafty ones I'll drink. Oh, that, I was doing that with... Um, what was that? Dis, disco Fortless Truck. I think you're just making sure. No, that's a real one. It's Disco Fortlift Truck. It's from Drygate, I think it is. I need to look this up. It's a grapefruit-infused one. Um, and Neil, Neil's drinking plum oh, juice tonight. Still, why are you going on with Neil Sedaka? <laughs> what, what's happening with Neil Sedaka? I don't know. Is he still alive? He's in, he's in your life? I, no, I don't know if he's still alive or not. I think he is, yes. I think so. I don't know why I care, but I think he's still okay. alive. Okay. Yes. Well, see, but now you do care. Now <laughs> you're like, fuck's sake, I actually Sedaka. care about Neil Sedaka. I don't know why. Um, anything at home you've watched of interest? Hmm, yes. Um, I watched. Uh, I'm still watching Future Man, um, and I'm going to sell this to you because uh, Future Man again. Sorry, Future Man is it, it's basically Back to the Future, 
but with a proper nerd spin on it. It's, right, okay. it's produced by um, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen right, okay. and it starts, got the boy from Mockingjay and shit in it, Peter, is it his name? The brother in it, is it his brother in the fucking Mockingbird Jennifer Lawrence franchise? Oh, Hunger Hemsworth. Games. Hemsworth. No, one of the, no oh, the, other, no. the other one, the wee kind of sneaky one. The wee Peter, Peter? Yeah. Him, him. right, okay. Um, Josh Hutcherson, right, is his okay. name. Um, basically, Josh Hutchinson plays. It's, the, the story starts out. Um, he's played a video game. Right. Little does he know this video game. If you complete it, you're basically it was a test sent from the future. Oh yeah, so it's like yeah. Starfighter. Yeah. Thing, yes. um, so he goes. They, they come back to the future to get him to kind of save humanity by time traveling to stop the initial disaster from happening. Right. Okay. So it, it's very groundhog based stuff like that, but it's really funny. But um, the last three or four episodes have been really funny. They've done a whole episode based around James Cameron's future house. I'm reading, I'm reading this. And it's one of the, uh, fucking right. hilarious. Okay. Uh, they just done one that I watched last night based on one of the characters being in the 80s and he's just so suited to 80s living. Oh, okay. so it, it's really And there's so many nods and references. Just like every every other scene there's a reference that you'll, you'll just laugh at and smile and just ah. no nod. It's really... It really is something you would you would embrace in a big way just for the nods and stuff like that. Is it Haley Joel Osment in it? Yes. He, and he, Keith David? Keith David as well. It's got a decent cast, cast in it. Um, where is it? Netflix? It's on, um, no, it's on Sky, now TV. Oh, right, okay. I've got it on through, yeah. through the okay. Sci-Fi channel. Okay. Um, there's two seasons. Uh, reading the reviews, the second season isn't quite as sharp as the first one because right. they take a different spin on it. Okay. But the first season is really good. And it's just so nice. It's, it's like Goonies references, but everything like Terminator, I mean, just everything you love about the kind of 80s, 90s action genre, it's just nod after fucking nod, and it's so well done. Awesome. You would like it. I'll, I'll like it. I'll watch, watch it. it. Um, anything else of interest? Um, that we be watching. Um, I watched that thing on Netflix you told me to. We'll get to that later. And I also watched um, a film called The Clapper, which isn't about oh, yes, sexually yes. transmitted diseases. No, it's not. It's no. not. Uh, the Clapper, in essence, um, stars um, Ed, Ed, Helms. Ed Helms, not Ed Gaines, as I always no, call no. him. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he isn't like that, I don't know why. Um, Ed Helms and Amanda Gollum Seyfried. Um, she does freak me out. Tracy Morgan. And Tracy Morgan. And who, me and Barry discussed this on the pod at one point. Did you? I don't get Tracy Morgan. I, I don't really understand why he's funny. Uh, yeah, because he's not. So I, I think he's funny. Well, like, I like his little cameo in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I can't remember him. He's that. the other two dealers in Los Angeles. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I don't know. The guy's never struck me as funny. I think the funniest I've ever seen him is when he was in that film about the parrots. The, the Coco? Coco, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Coco, no. The, the other one Rio. Is Rio. Um, Coco, Rio. You see, we're going mm-hmm. right. And he's an animated character so okay. you know he's scripted funny but uh, whenever you see him like you're not funny but this has got um, Ed, Ed Gaines Tracy Morgan I don't know who I mean. <laughs> and Amanda she, it freaks me the fuck out whenever I look at him I'm like, I, ju- I just I'm like can I, I recoil a wee bit I'm like, oh, mm, mm, get a wee call Amanda I know but she does um, I'm not the first to say it no no you're not I'm, I'm not, just fucking not. voicing a, a popular opinion here yeah you're true um, Ed um, is a paid audience member for infomercials. Um, you know, so he'll kind of clap to products, he'll ask questions about products, um, he'll kind of demonstrate products and stuff like that. Um, during a talk show, like Jay Leno type, um, he basically gets noted on camera as, oh, that's the same guy that was in that last one. It becomes a meme, essentially. Yeah, yeah, who is he? Can we identify this mysterious, the clapper, oh. uh, as he's called, which then threatens to expose him, ruining his job as a professional clapper. Oh, yeah. um, and all the while, he's trying to woo Gollum into having, you know, love with Lady him and, and have Smeagol babies, yeah. which is fucking wrong in so many levels as well. 
Um, and basically, that, that's just film. So it's him trying to predict his identity. Um, he's also going through a, a sort of heartache as well. Is he? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, his wife died. Yeah. Oh, but that, I didn't find that particularly heartbreaking. I don't know, maybe it's just poorly written. Um, overall, it was fluffy light, but the, the pacing was really, really weird Slow. because it just flatlines and it never blips. Yeah. So it starts out as a flatline and you kind of wait for a dip or a high and it just never comes. It yeah. just kind of, uh, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's not a bad film for it and it's it had funny moments. It's what you've um, discussed before, it's, it's a fake indie. Yeah. It's yeah. trying, it's, it's, a, it's an indie done by a studio. It, it's, mm. it's, it's like one of these films, like you do this one, people respect you as an actor and you're not just a comedy actor because Eddie Helms essentially is always known as a comedy guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy so the hangover, of, yeah. Ah, this is the guy, I think like, do this, you'll be seen as a real actor and it's, it's got that kind of feel to it. And there's yeah. not, nothing wrong with that. No, not, not at all. You could almost argue something like um, Dan in Real Life or um, Little Miss Sunshine, it's the yeah. same thing, they're four indies. I think Little Miss Sunshine is slightly different, it was actually an indie. Yeah. But there are other films like, along mean, those yeah, lines yeah. that you get these comedy actors in to try and show they are proper actors yeah. in some way, you yeah. know. But um, I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't particularly like it. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, in six months' time, you say, remember that film? Be like, yeah. You can struggle to describe it after six yeah. months. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, a, look, a lukewarm watch. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much my home viewing, I'm afraid. Um, um, well, myself, I watched a couple of things at home this week. Uh, I watched The Devil's Doorway, which is a shit found footage horror film set in Ireland about um, these two priests set in the and I want to say 70s or 80s go to one of those Magdalena houses you know the houses where all the ladies go who are of ill repute yeah. um, and there's a possible haunting something going on in the house uh, in the big massive house and then they have to investigate what's going on um, and from that you get demonic possession nuns being bad and all that kind of stuff sounds yeah. it was it, 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 it follows tropes yeah it's kind of dull. I'm, I'm really not a fan of the found footage horror. Does it? No, I know you're. I know in particular what really irks you about found footage is the fact that they'll do things that you're like, well, no, the camera can't possibly do that. They it's, do stick. You know, like, they'll no. move to being out of found footage no. to, and you're like, no, you can't. Give it this. They did stick to the found footage idea. So it, 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 it done that, which I suppose is, is something. That gives it a mark. Yeah. Mark, mark for that. Um, but I was about thinking, like, why are you still filming at this point in time? Professionals, sir. Uh, Professionals. Paid uh, to do a job, they will fucking think, do that job. I think the found footage thing in this one is it's, it's a way to keep a budget down because you don't you can not show a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Plus as well, I don't imagine that the effects budget is going to be particularly high no, for found footage movies no. either. Um, it's just nothing particularly bad about it, but nothing particularly interesting yeah. and good about so it. Is there any names in it? Nah, names? None at all. No. no. And Irish horror, I think, I can think quite interesting. That one mean we saw is like The Hallowed. Mm-hmm. Excellent Irish yeah. horror films. Um, a few other ones I've seen of recent time that I've actually quite enjoyed. So I'm actually quite intrigued by it. But no, very. You knew where it was going from the moment. Yeah, the really. film started essentially. Yeah, so it's nothing. Was it? Did it have any threat or scares or anything? Or, not you know, really. was it one of those ones you sat watching with a very straight face? Very much so. Yeah. Low heart rate. I don't think my heart blinked at all. Oh, yeah, it's not good. Is it not? It wasn't bad. You've seen this done way, way yeah. worse. You've seen it done way better. Do you think it's seen the end of days found footage? I'd hope so. Yes, I think it almost died off with Blair Witch after the big spate of them, and then all of a sudden you get stuff like Paranormal Activity come out. That seemed to rejuvenate. Seen that one about the pyramids that we watched. That was remember? terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also think Cloverfield helped to bump it as well. Yeah. So that's essentially found footage. Which still makes me feel sick when I watch it. Ah, but I, I'm, I'm hoping this will just sort of really kill off for yeah. a while. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so I saw that. I also watched a documentary. I should do so. Called Behind the Curve. Okay. Which is all about flat earthers. 
Now, I've seen your Twitter on this, and, and you are going to try and tell me that these people are not as, as crazy as I think. No, 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 no. I mean, they, they, are, they, 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 they believe in something <laughs> completely insane. What I give the documentary a lot of credit for was it is so easy on these documentaries just to go out and go, ha, 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 yeah. you're stupid, you're an idiot, this is why you're an idiot, ha, ha, we're going to laugh at you. It tries to bring some context and understanding to people as to why they would think this. And they make a very valid point that not so much the people who are flyers, but the people who are challenged them say, these people aren't idiots. They, and they're actually very good scientists because the whole point of science is if someone tells you something, you try and challenge it yeah. in order to prove it. But, but the problem is they, they, they have a theory first and they try and find the science to fit the theory. The theory yeah, That's so the issue. Kind of reverse engineering, uh-huh. which, which yeah. yeah. But the idea, the idea of challenging doctrine is not a bad thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's how we found out that we do come from monkeys. That's how we found out that. But know, then surely the, the, the stuff like and uh, now I, they try and keep with the respect and I'm mean, not calling them dates because I, I get what you're saying. No, they're not because I mean I, I talk to. You know, my stepbrother and guys working about conspiracy theories that I think you're batshit crazy, uh-huh. but they're not. They're, you know, they're, they're intelligent people. They yeah. just happen to have this belief. Yeah, which is batshit crazy. Yeah, I mean, the um, idea of th- th- this whole anti-science thing is insane, and that, I don't really understand that to an extent. Yeah, to a big extent, because it's like, why would you go against? Well, well, that's what I was going to say. How so? So, how do they justify disputing something that's in my mind? And it's like we've got there's no. Dispute. There's concrete evidence to show the world isn't flat. You yeah, know, no, I agree. There's no ifs, there's no buts. Science tells me there's yeah. pictures. I can see it. Yeah. Well, you know. I well, can their, well, the thing is that their argument is always that you're not seeing that. You're seeing there's two types of evidence: there's empirical and there's something else. Kind of it is. But anyway, one is something you experience yourself and you can visually see it. You've never went to space and seen the air. Yes. But why don't they just walk to the edge of the earth and fall off? This is, this is, this is, this is, you know what I mean? These are the, like, the, the questions people ask them, like, why don't you just walk to the edge? Why don't you yeah. just under, uh, uh, thing Triangulate to the edges, oh. see what happens. They've done a test that's proved, like, okay, we can prove, it was something to do with um, the geostationary thing and sort of, like, the motion of the earth. The earth has to move 15 degrees per hour in order to be around the earth. Yeah. So, 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 so the earth rotate yeah. once in its 24 hours. So they get this machine to do it, so if this shows anything other than 15 degrees, then we know the earth doesn't spin and... and Flat Earth reveal and, and, yeah. and they do it, and what does it show? The Earth moves 15 degrees. Of course it does because that's what happens. Yeah, because yeah, because and they keep and they keep trying to bring in these other ways of doing this experiment that maybe it won't be 15 degrees, but because the Earth will always move 15. But degrees, that's kind of cheating because it's like, well, if I don't get the result I want, I'll keep going until yeah. I get the result I want. But that's it's, that's where it comes from. Yeah. They, and that's they're so convinced in, that, uh-huh, that, they, that they'll, they'll, they'll dispute. Uh-huh. Hard evidence. They also they have the also thing about it is they have the main guy in it who I thought was a I think I felt quite sorry, quite sad, a bit of sad, lonely kind of guy who lives at home with his mum, and his mum's just sort of like you know humouring him throughout the whole thing. He's monetised this, you I know, would. making flat earth t-shirts, flat earth mugs, flat well. earth stuff. So even if he now suddenly, even even if you can have all the evidence and you put him into space and he saw, saw the earth was round and everything like that, he's now in a position where he can't because it's a business. It's a business now, wow. him, yeah. So yeah. that's and this is thing. This became a, this became bigger than just. Crackpots, you know, it's people who are making money out of this. As soon as you can make here's right, so here's here's I suppose it's a bit of a dickish question, so it's probably not so much delicate, but is it a cult? I mean, I suppose it is. Or is it bigger than a cult? I, well, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know if it's a cult or not. I mean, people, I mean, I'm trying to think of something else. That people is there numbers? Is our estimated number of flat earthers? Do, do numbers vary. Some of them people say it's like as low as fifty thousand. Other people say it's like ten million. Which, but I mean, even fifty thousand is. You know, it's a lot of fucking people. 50,000 out of 6.4 billion isn't a lot of people, though. But it's still, you know, it still is 
they're, they're, the, the, the scientist issue, the real scientist issue with this is that if these people start pushing this upon children, and children are believing it, then ultimately eventually what you might have, you might get a guy in the White House who doesn't believe in climate change. You may get Donald Trump who believes in a fucking flat. Yeah. Ah, yeah. that's the point. You may get someone, yeah. if you can, and it's not just so much the flat earth thing, it's if you can push people to sort of just not believe in science because it doesn't suit their viewpoint, you know, when 99.9% of scientists are say that global warming is happening, yeah. and, people, and some people don't believe it, go, why do you not believe it? Well, is this not Trump already? Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, yeah. You could, you've probably seen the big thing online of people who are like anti-vaccine people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every doctor tells you you should get vaccine yeah, but, for this, but, but one person said no, no, and it's became a thing. Yeah. Uh-huh, and, it's, no. and the people who are saying no, they're not doctors; they don't know anything. They, yeah. they, don't, they don't have degrees and stuff like that in medical science. But they're basically saying no, I believe this, and it's true. It's like, well, that doesn't make it right if you you're you fucking it. starting fucking yeah. smallpox again, you retards. Yes. Don't do that. Yeah. So yeah. the documentary itself, like I said, you do watch you think you're going to be taking the piss, and I, and I give a lot of credit for not doing that because I think it's so easy. It's to an do easy that. target. Yeah. Easy no, target. It is. Um, yeah. To try and bring something to these people is actually quite interesting. Um, ultimately, you still go. You still. Ultimately, I'm a person, but I don't really get why you believe this. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And all the evidence they do provide is pretty. It's, it's sketchy and silly at best. But for a for what for a documentary about this, I thought it was really well done um, because it could have been so easily just a hand well, job. I, I mean, I guess if, if you're looking at extremes, so I mean, I can't do Scientology. Which to me, new is the most ridiculous uh-huh. notion ever. It's basically, I mean, you know, it's, it's a fucking sci-fi novel. The uh-huh. religions are sci-fi novel, and you know, look how big that is. Yeah. So, you know, if you're kind oh. to that, what what is to stop it in oh. fifty years' time to have, you know, that level of yeah. influence and power? Well, look at mm-hmm. look at the country. We live, we live in the country where our biggest tourist attraction is a fucking monster. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Everyone knows it doesn't exist. Yeah, but yeah. people people will swear blind. They've seen it. Yeah. They've seen it, and they don't. No one's seen it. There's no fucking thing. Is a, is a um, monster. It's really if interesting. If you're in America, there's is a lot of monsters. If you come here and spend your money. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. sure. <laughs> totally. I come and get a submarine ride and everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but it's a really interesting subject. I mean, it, just the talk you're having mm. just now, I mean, it, it does get, get conversation. And uh, are they arrogant about it? They believe. They do. Yeah, they, they believe they're smarter than you. Yeah. And they, 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 they've been woke to the truth. So there's they, a conceit there as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and it, like you said, it's. As I mentioned, it's about flat earth. It's more opening up the discussion to just the general idea of what society is right now, where it's sort of trying to negate expertise and negate science and negate you know what can be proven mm. based on what you feel like or what you think. You know, it's like no, that's not how things like this work. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not the way the world. I'm afraid. Yeah, you know, if you prove something that makes it really. Yeah. You can dis- if you can disprove, if you can disprove that, you know, we come from apes and but fucking disprove it. You know, yeah. show us that. I have evidence uh-huh. don't just say yeah, that yeah, and you know when we say it's proof no uh-huh. yeah, because I know no, so, you don't. So in that way it's a bit really interesting it's on Netflix you know what so you've actually piqued my, my curiosity which you know me with documentaries <laughs> you I, like one, you know, yeah. I don't at all but you, you know I'm kind of slightly curious as to yeah. I'm, I'm actually 2% considering I might watch this <laughs> that's more than you normally watch yeah it. exactly um, it's only an hour and a half long so well, it's a great yeah. to watch. have you watched Enter Cinema that you have discussed before you want to touch on yes I have okay. um, I, I went to see How to Train Your Dragon and what do you think of How to Train Your Dragon um, right uh, first of all I'll give it its place in, in the universe because this is a third movie and there's yeah. a TV show as well a long yeah. run yeah, yeah. it's been running for years now yeah. um, does he do the voice in the TV show as well I believe he does. Yeah. Yeah. He, he seems quite attached to this character, Jim yeah, Barishel, does, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. Wait, doesn't he? Do, I don't know what he does, though. Barishel seems to be very. He, you know, what does he do? He's a writer, director, he does a lot of stuff. Does that. he, though? Yeah, yeah, apparently. It doesn't do as much as Seth Rogen. No, he doesn't. No. Yeah. Or Jonah Hill. No, he doesn't. Or the rest of them. No, he doesn't. No. <laughs> Agreed. Um, it, it was 
I'd say not as good as the first one because the first one, you know, was it really was a film. magical film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but on a par with the second one, and the second one was not a bad film at all. No. Um, I kind of thought it was going to suffer from that thing where to get onto a certain point with sequels where they kind of lose. The Hotel Transylvania, the first one looks quite cinematic. Uh-huh. So the second one, the third one looked like an accordion cartoon put yeah. on the screen. And I thought, is this going to be like that? And it wasn't. It felt like a cinematic animated movie. Do you know why that is? Because it was. Because Roger, <laughs> they, they have Roger Deakins on staff as a sort of like consultant. Right, who's he? Deakins is the guy who shoots all the Coen Brothers movies. He doesn't play for Queen? No, oh. no, no. He shoots all the Coen Brothers. He's a all for Coen Brothers. He right. shoots, uh, he's, won, I think he's won an Oscar, but he's nominated something like 25 times. Right. So the man makes a, make, you know, make a film look He's good. got a vision. He knows how to do something, yeah. yeah and you can see it, um, you know, like, like kind of some of the flying scenes and stuff. Flying scenes are amazing. That's they, they really do take your breath totally, away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the dragon designs were amazing, so yep. varied and, and stuff like that. Um, the plot was a bit light this time around. I thought there was too much plot sometimes. Think so I thought it was a linear storage. Given I mean, everybody too much, uh, given every given side characters too much in arc, I thought ruined it a little bit. Which ones were side characters? Well, like, you don't need to give a fuck about the, the twins or the fat one or that. You didn't. I don't know, but that's the gang. That's like the you can have them flitting out. That's all you need. I thought the plot was really. I thought there wasn't. The plot was just you know it was too. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like fucking hide the dragons. Yeah. The, the promised land. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much the title was sum, sums up the whole the whole plot. Yeah. Um, Toothless is always good. Do you not think the film suffered though? Look, this is the thing that my biggest beef with the film was when the heart of all the, the films has been the two of them together. Yeah, Toothless and, and Hiccup. Hiccup, yeah. Them together is the heart and soul of these films. Mm-hmm. Once you separate Hiccup and Toothup, eh, Toothless, Definitely, there's yeah. a lot lost in that point. Yeah. It becomes both kind of separately are not as interesting. And they did pull them apart for, for, a, for, for a big a chunk, chunk of the film. film. And I felt when that happened, I was not interested. Yeah. And I was just waiting for them to get back together. Um, what I really didn't like. Um, <laughs> Fucking look at the stupid things was um, see the the noises for the dragons, mm-hmm. the female dragon, the mm-hmm. white one. I thought it was terrible. It sounded like an actress in a studio pretending to be a dragon. dragon. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no, fuck you, no. Do you mean because Toothless sounds quite you know animalistic, yeah, quite yeah. guttural? Then I was like, that's some idiot in a studio making noises. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, so I think it's more interesting as well that the, the female dragon has no name. Oh, it didn't have a name. That's in, right. In a um, woke me too world, didn't get the female dragon a name. Well, you know, it's Hollywood, they could do that, man. You know, it's, um, it's, it's all about fucking Me Too now, so we don't need to, it's fine. You need to get a name. Um, what would you call him? Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what a name would be, because he, he called him Toothless because he had no teeth at the first member. So what would you call him, though? No, Whitey. White, dude. <laughs> I know, pale. I like pale. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Le Blanc. Um, or something that was smooth, like smoothless, because she's quite. She's no, quite, she didn't have skin. You can't call it be smoothless, that's <laughs> not taking it down well. <laughs> but, um, There's a man across the street with a Montreal Canadian stop, which makes me, oh, makes me angry. Um, yeah. But no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was a very quiet cinema when I went to because I think it's kind of late on in the yes, day. For, but yeah. no, it, it was good and it was a really good addition. I think they need to stop now. I, they are, I think that's okay. Um, that's yeah, because I know the TV shows really diluted Universal a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think they need to leave it alone. Don't do any more, and I'd be happy with that trilogy. It's a damn good trilogy. What are you give it a 10? You said out of 10, I would probably give it a 7 out of 10. Um, I give it a 6 and a half. Yeah, pure yeah. entertainment. I mean, it, it didn't. It failed to do what it was meant to do. It gave entertainment for the time it was Yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. But it, it, didn't, it doesn't have the same place in my heart as, say, the first one. The first even, one had a real emotion to yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe because yeah. you're a bit younger when you see it as well. No, I was older when you're I saw it. You're older than you are now when you saw it for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you're aging backwards. Um, and we're going to some, some new stuff that's out. Um, 
a couple of couple I've seen you've not seen. Uh, first one is Instant Family. Star of everyone's favourite Mark. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Yep. Yeah. Uh, directed by Sean Anders, who directed the truly horrible Daddy's Day Home 1 and 2, unless you ask my missus, who loves Daddy's Home 1 and 2. I preferred the first, second one, I've not heard it. first one I thought was all right. It wasn't awful, awful. I just can't imagine Mel Gibson. You go Mel Gibson 20 years ago, but you're going to be starting in a this film. You'd be, you know, you'd be like, going, oh, no, I'm starting that film. Yeah. Mel fell far. Well, you know, if um, you're going to fucking be a naughty boy, yeah, Mel. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Um, he also writes Horrible Bosses 2, which is the weakest. Which the is the worst one. Yeah. The worst <laughs> of the two Horrible <laughs> Bosses. And he also writes the film That's My Boy. I think I've seen that. Adam Sandler and Andy Sandberg. Already it's instead of one. I like Andy Sandberg, but not in that film, but I like mm. Andy Sandberg generally. He's a guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah, and stuff. Yeah. He's um, really funny. Pop like. star, never stopped. Pop star, yeah, yeah, for pop star, yeah, yeah. for that alone. Um, it's a family. The plot of it basically is that uh, Marky Mark and Rose Byrne are two. Rose Byrne's great, Rose isn't Byrne she? She's great. Um, they are a couple, been together for a, many, for a while. They've got a good life, they're building a new, they've got a new house, and they decide, they decide at one point they don't want to have children, but now as time ticks on, they decide maybe they do want to have kids. Even though they're enjoying their life, they have you know, everything they want. Um, they don't want to have children, so they decide to adopt children. Why don't they want to have biological children? They don't not want to have these. They decide really not to have them, and she feels like they could do more good by adopting. Is it a too posh to push thing happening here? Possibly, I don't think. No, I didn't say like that. I've never heard that before. Um, it's more that she feels like um, they could do more good by adopting somebody. Right. Okay. Um, there, is a, there is a reason why. They, there is a reason. There's something set up to it. I can't she has a squinty cervix. No, it's not. There's nothing medical. There's no up type situation here. Um, when they do it, they adopt, rather than adopting one kid, they end up adopting a, a, a family, three children, yeah, three kids of different it, yeah. ages. One's a teenager, one's sort of nine, ten, other one's quite young, like four or five. Um, and from that, they have to try and learn to be in a family. Um, you've also got the inclusion of the, the real mother, who is a bit of a, a mess, junkie, drug addict. Right, okay, yeah, she's in, right. She's quite dark, So the inclusion of that, and it's just them trying to become a family and find their own place in the, the very large world that they're now belonging to and understanding okay. who they are. Um, and as I said, Mark McMurphy Mark Rose Burns in it, you've got Elizabeth, Isabella Mona, who is in Transformers last night, and also Sicario, she plays the oldest right. daughter. Yeah. Um, Octavia Spencer pops up as sort of like the chief um, social worker. Mm-hmm. I like Octavia Spencer yeah. pretty much everything she's in. Um, it, it's, it's a solid, decent family comedy. Like honestly, I laughed more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, it's, it's by no means surprising, you know, yeah. there's, there's, there's nothing in it. It's, it's got more heart than you'd expect, but you can see all the plot twists and the yeah. plot points coming up. From the trailer, I'm guessing you could probably lay out this film. You pretty, know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can tell the three-act structure pretty early on. Um, like I said, it had a little bit more heart than expected, and that's what bought me. Like I said, there is a darkness to it with the stuff with the mother who's like sort of the, the drug addict and stuff like that, and it's like there's a couple of moments in a courtroom that will really bring you home. Um, but it does kind of fall back on very saccharine moments. You can make you, you know, to the point you are feeling like it, your blood is going to drip sugar. You know. Oh. Um, did you cry? No, did not. Did you up? No, Jill had a wee bit of lump in her throat when yeah. she was watching it. Um, I've had a few sniffles behind me. Yeah. Um, I would say this. I saw this film a while ago. I saw it on the, the grand preview. Used to, yeah. It's about a month ago mm-hmm. now. And to be honest, and, and normally this kind of film is one I'll instantly forget almost like immediately, but it's, it, it stuck with me to yeah. some degree, like I could talk about it. What you're saying, though, is uh, that when I kind of tend to jump on when something's coming out and uh, have a look at reviews, and the reviews you're giving it is pretty much, you know, the general contents that it's getting is like, you know, it, it's not a bad film at all. No, you certainly know, not. It's, yeah, it's I've certainly, like I said, compared to Daddy's Home 1, 2, Horrible Bosses, they are infinitely worse than this. Is it Marky Mark? 
makes a difference. Marky Mark's got a lot of charm. Rose Brown's got a lot of charm. Yeah. He doesn't get enough to do. Yeah. And Marky Mark does feel like he's not quite on autopilot, but he knows what he's, he knows. Is he is he man child, Marky Mark? No, not not actually. No, generally not. No, yeah. he's, he's sort of like the, he's, he runs the business. He's sort of he's. Do you think he's too big to be a man child now? I love it. Yeah, yeah. he's got to really play that role well. It's a shame, isn't it? Um, I said, Rose Byrne doesn't get enough to do that. That annoyed me a little bit because I love yeah, Rose Byrne. She is. And she's, I've always underused everything she's put in. And she, but whenever she is, she's the most watchable thing there. Uh-huh. You know, you're always like, well, wow, I'm really sad when they pretty much wrote her out of the X Men. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Like, keep her in it. She's awesome. She's fucking great, yeah. yeah. She's. Um, he, um, but he's, it, what was I say there? Yeah, so it's, it's very inoffensive, but I'm saying, I remember it from three weeks ago. Mm. And, but it's it's kind of forgettable, but in a nice way. Like you enjoy your time watching it. You don't feel like you're, you don't feel like a, you're wasting time watching it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's absolutely fine. You like it? Sir. I did like yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to not to sound down on it. I'm you're not, not no, you, you're not at all. You, yeah. You're sailing really well, sir. And um, I'm trying not to sound like I loved it. Cause I didn't love it. It's yeah. not the greatest film I've seen this year. It's definitely not the greatest comedy I've seen this year. Mm. I hope not. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it just it, it just it took me more of a surprise than I thought it would. Yeah. Because you weren't expecting a steaming pile of fucking shit I like Daddy's Home. Yeah. I was expecting Daddy's Home, Donuts, yeah. that kind of shit. And it just and do you know, I always like a director that can do that. You know, I'm always all about a bad director. They don't always make bad yeah. films. I mean, it's like, you know, so they're learning. You know what I mean, and it's a fucking ever-changing craft. Something you, know? you find, yeah. something you find. I don't know what it is that hit this one, but maybe it's just maybe the script is better. Apparently, it's based on the director's real life experience. I don't yeah. know maybe that he brought so something like that. Could be, yeah. He's, you know, he's pulled his heart into and it. And that's where it came from. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking for a film to watch and have a, like a date, you take the kids out or go for a date night, it's a good, maybe, maybe a date night film. Maybe Does it have strong morals to it? You know, yeah, it you're going to come out with your kids and your kids will, you know, be on, the, on, idea, on a, you know, the right moral path after you know, it. Family is what you make it, you know, you yeah. know you, just because you're born into family doesn't mean you belong to that family, you know. Yeah. But, you know the person who loves you doesn't always have to be your dad, it's yeah. be someone who just I'm like, this is a sweet Richard, I like <laughs> this Richard, this is the nice, a nice Richard. Um, out of ten, I'll... Go on, I can do it. Six do and it. a half. Oh, you bailed on me, I thought you were going to go seven and a half. Nah, six and a half. Okay. Give it six and a half. Okay. You like I said, there is problems with it, because it is formulated, it is yeah. predictable, but yeah. I would give something like Daddy's Home like three or two. Right, okay, so, so it's a big step big up, step so we'll round up to seven folks, there you go. <laughs> seven out of ten. Six and a half. <laughs> um, next one up is one you've not seen either, it's called A Deal Street Could Talk. Which you want to see. I hadn't heard. Well, I hadn't heard about it, and then when it, it kind of popped up, the, I, I only kind of picked up the name, and I thought it was a kind of British film about yeah. London. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to see that. And then I read a review, and I was like, Oh fuck, that's not what I thought no, it was. No, no. And now I'm kicking myself because oh. I've not seen it. Tell me why. Okay. Um, directed by Barry Jenkins, who won an Oscar for Moonlight. Did anyone else for Moonlight? I think did, didn't he? Yes, I believe he did. Yeah, I think. I don't get best picture. I don't get best director. One best picture for yeah. sure. Right? Um, the plot of the film is set, I, I want to say, like, sort of 70s, 70s, 80s? 70s, I 70s, I think, 70s, yeah. 70s, yeah. Um, set in New York, and you've got a young couple, um, it's sort of told in flashback, flash falls a wee bit, where a young couple fall in love, things are going well, they, they, they don't have much, but they're, they're generally happy with life. Yeah, the way they're, they're in love. They're yeah. in love. Um, he gets accused of rape um, and goes to jail for it. At the same time, she gets pregnant with his kids, so it's maybe because she gets pregnant just because he goes to jail. And it's him and her trying to redefine their relationship with him in jail and trying to get out of jail. Obviously, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't forget how to commit. And also, it's trying to um, also deal with the families. There's two sort of families who both love 
their respective sides. One side doesn't really like one part of the half as well. You know, like the the, the, the son's side doesn't like the the, the, the girls' parents, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, which is true in real life. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's some warring there. And I just thought, and it just thought it's it's a really interesting film. It's got the, the cast is Kiki Lane, who's plays the, the main protagonist in it. Who's Kiki Lane? She's not in anything really. Nothing of right, interest. Okay. Yeah, very much so. This is got a real kind of coming out party for her. Um, Stephen James, who was in Selma, and he plays. Who's the main guy in Race? The film. Who's Jesse Jesse Owens? Yeah. Plays Jesse Owens in Race. Um, Regina King is in it as well. She's from Ray. Um, Coleman Domingo, who you recognise in Lincoln. He's, again, it's all very bit part players. You know, yeah. Come into this. Um, and you have Michael Beach from Aquaman. So he plays Black Manta's dad. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah, so he's in it. So it's, it's quite. It's a good cast of actors as opposed to movie stars. There's not a star that's stealing the film. Exactly. Which is yes. not a bad thing. Sometimes. Sometimes that's a. Yeah. It is much like Moonlight. It's a stunning visual piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a, it's, it's like a it's like a poem. You know, he, it, every shot you know is not by mistake. Yeah, it feels like you know everything's wasted. Nothing's wasted. You feel if, if the light comes through a house at a certain time of day, a certain shot, that wasn't by chance. You know, the, the light hit the camera that way. That seemed planned. It's and, and beautifully done in that way. You know, when the, when the camera's moving across a cityscape and, it, and you see there's something jutting out. You know, that's not. An error that's been done purposely. You know they've, they've timed that and they've done it to make sure this matches up. So it looks absolutely amazing. Performances are also beautiful to watch. Their story of like sort of the, the seeing them falling in love is really nice, and then you see and, and you see them sort of the redefine relationship and stuff and, and things like that as well. Uh, and you see them sort of as people. You see them as people essentially. You're almost getting a snapshot over two time frames, but over a short period of time. So you kind of seem like it's, it's sort of little moments of the life. Give some character. Give them, them build a character. So what are. I was going to ask was, so he's, he's accused of rape. Um, d- does it clearly state that in the film is it you know he didn't do it? Yes. Or is it left to you? No. To you're pretty clear he didn't do it. You see, I'd, I don't know. I'd have, I'd have been quite good at be like you know no. left that hanging. Do you like the woodsman Kevin Bacon? Because then you're always like I like these characters, but oh my god, I don't. Do you know what I mean? No, the, 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 been, the yeah. purpose of doing that is making a bigger point regarding racial politics and the right. police and okay. like that. So there is a point to making it clear that he right. didn't do it. So, right. so Jenkins is not only trying to tell a love story to a great degree; he's trying to make a. It, it's you can definitely see it. It's definitely touching on today's events. He looks right. in the past. Cool. So okay. He's, he's, that he's makes sense. Done it for a purpose. See what I was going on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you can. Yeah. You want you, you want some kind of moral ambiguity, to kind of yeah. something. Yeah. But this works actually. Yeah. Um, it's it just it's a lovely sort of relationship, love, and it's a tough moment. So these like sort of you, you fall in love with these people, and you really like them, and all of a sudden at this moment when the kind of race and politics punches through, you like, oh, fuck that, that, that hurt a little bit. You feel that kick you right in the nuts. You know, you're like, that's not the way it should be. Um, minor pet peeve is something that happened, and have you seen Moonlight? No, I've not. Okay. Strangely enough. Moonlight is it's the same thing where something they can end a conversation halfway through it mm-hmm. and it doesn't tell you enough of what you're listening to. So you feel you're missing something but you're not really sure what you're missing. Right. Okay. And I'm not really sure if I'm meant to miss it, I'm meant to figure it out myself or if he if it's just his Is this deliberate or what's the other thing? He done it in Moonlight, he's done it in this. Right. So I can only assume it's his style. Right. He's okay. not gonna change it, this is what he wants to do. He wants this naturalistic sort of almost loaching approach to it right, okay. where you're, you're just sort of dropped in the world you sort of have to live with these characters and you have to sort of from your own point of view understand what's going on and sometimes not always something that great with all that I feel I struggle with a little bit yeah, yeah like, I don't get it which uh-huh. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, 
in some ways it felt like you, you, it does go a little bit malicky sometimes when you sort of focus on one thing for two you, hours, 45 minutes. A beat, more <laughs> than a beat too long, you're going to go right, you can tell me a little bit. But from what it was, it's a beautiful looking piece of work, stunning performances, and has been vastly overlooked by yeah. the. Um, I think it's, it has got nominations, is it not? It's, it's got, got it's yeah. nominated for best film, which it should yeah, be. Yeah. The fact that it's been roughly nominated for best film, and this hasn't, oh, yeah. is pretty fucking insane. Yeah. Um, and I think, unfortunately, that's where it's suffering now in the cinema. Like, films that get nominated for Oscars get a longer release in British cinemas. You know, yeah. like The Favourite, for example, was out here for about three, four weeks, give yeah. or take. Yeah. That film normally would be pulled after a week. Yeah. Well, this was up to this. It was out last week and it had three screens. This week it's down to one. And so one, you blink and you miss it, it's gone. Yeah. Because it's got no, no Oscar buzz behind it. And yeah. if it had Oscar buzz, it would have been all week. Uh, at least in all week. Um, standout points in the cinematography then? Photography, yeah, it looks yeah. absolutely standout. Absolutely. But I, I really, really like Nightcrawl a lot. I had a lot of respect for that film. Also directed Roman J. Israel Esquire with Denzel. Which I've not seen yet. I've not seen yet. Yeah. Denzel got an Oscar nomination for yeah, it, so, so we should watch it. Must, yeah. be, must be, you know, yeah. something in there. Also wrote Real Steel. Did he? Uh-huh. With Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Everyone's here with Hugh. Yeah. yeah, he also wrote uh, Born Legacy. Oh, right, okay. And yeah. also Constable Island. Yeah. I like I like. It's, it's a good film. Mean, it's the kind of script, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. It's fucking, you know, why, why are you going to um, So... What's the plot of this film? Right. Well, you want to okay, first of all, all cars on the table. I put it on last night, right? Mm-hmm. And I was watching it, um, and after about 10 minutes in, it kind of met my Netflix glitched. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yes. Well, I'm, I'm getting it. Uh, yes. And then it started working again. <laughs> um, I made it to 70 minutes and I gave up. Okay. Um, now, you know, sir, I'm, I'm very much like you. I'm in the vein of, you know, I won't, you know, I won't quit the movie once I've started. I'll keep going. Um, I, I, I quit on this one. It was fucking terrible. Hey, tell me what the plot is, roughly. <sighs> Do you know what? The, 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 plot, is, the plot is haunted okay. paintings. The, the, okay. That is the yes. fucking plot. It tries to give you so much more and it tries to be deep in little layers. Yeah. It's not. In it's this film, you've got a woman called Zane Ashton, Zoe Ashton, sorry, who, upstairs neighbour, dies. She takes his paintings Yes. and begins to sell them. Yeah. Because of brilliant and amazing yeah. and everything the whole art world was amazing from part yeah. of the art world is Jake Gyllenhaal Rennie Russo Malkovich yeah. um, a lot of people on it Tony Collette as well yeah. who you always love to see but part of the, the reason why these paintings were sort of abandoned and thrown out is because apparently they're cursed in some way cursed paintings and anyone, yeah. who, anyone who profits from these paintings in any way monetary usually money isn't it it's only yeah, money, it's money, yeah. money will meet the demise in they'll, a very, they'll die they'll die in a very death by way. fucking whatever's in the paint yes. essentially yeah yeah um, it was terrible, right? I'm I'm going to shit on it first. You okay. can do what you okay. want after, right? The lead girl, what just her name was? Is Zawi terrible? Ash- she was fucking awful. Uh, her character was terrible. Her acting was terrible. I'm, I'm with you a little bit. Yeah, I didn't G- like her in it. Jalen Hall was terrible. Um, his accent was ropey, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Um, Malkovich, Tony Collette was terrible. Tony Collette is never terrible. I wish she was terrible, but definitely it felt very hammy. Do, do you know what it was? Is I think. The, I think the dialogue was ridiculous, is, it, is what I think. It, it didn't work, and they were trying to... You can't yeah. always spin 
throw shit into the goal because yeah. you know you've got to sometimes yeah. what you're given is what you're given yeah. and maybe a direction point or they were there wasn't a single line in that movie that didn't seem so contrived and just like, it, it did have no natural dialogue yeah, it didn't none, feel realistic at yeah, all yeah at all and I think that was the big big problem for me yeah um, I don't agree with you I'm not yeah. disagreeing with that yeah. sorry try and give, give us some positives because right. I've honestly nothing positive to say about it I it's really weird it's very weird um, but it's, at the time it's quite visually stunning it's very visually, in, visually interesting at least but I didn't get it but it's not interesting enough to say like you see Strangler yeah. Which is fucked up, but it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. This was almost like it was too scared to go that far. Aye, it was nothing, you know. Yeah. What, what, what are you doing? Um, I thought it was probably actually all right, apart from the lead girl. I thought it was yeah. stuck in. I thought Jay. Has she been in stuff before? Has she she has been. That was it. Something on Channel 4, that one of the superheroes, Misfits or something. Right, okay. So she has, I mean, because I would. I wouldn't have been surprised if you said, oh no, this is her first movie, because be like, oh, yeah, that, that explains a lot, but. She was just, I don't know, just, she was never convincing as that character at all um, at any stage in that film. And what was really, really horrible, which I didn't get, I don't know if you'll notice this, was in, the music in it was terrible as well. Um, I didn't understand the music choices, I was like, that's the most oddest fucking music to have in a movie. The biggest great that I had as well was the music was a bit all over the place, it didn't yeah, really seem to fit at yeah. all. Maybe that's something for me kind of jargon in some way, but I didn't really the jarring no, of it. not um, not in the slightest. It was just like that's not the right music for that. The plot is a little, if not a little bit, it is all over the place. Which is same because it is essentially a basic horror movie fucking plot. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, artist dies, Sally's paintings, you get fucked up. That that's you know that's pretty much what it is. And yeah, they've added all this, all these crazy weird lines of jargon that you're like, that's not even even. Art critics don't speak like that, do you know what no, I mean? No, it's no. Like that, that no one at all speaks like that. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Which you can do in things like the lobster, people don't speak like that, but it's done in such a way it's like, yeah, but they're not meant to. Whereas with us, it's like, no, you're writing about a world you maybe don't understand. Possibly, yeah. you know. But this is just all set in our world. Yeah, I know, but. When I watch stuff like The Lobster and Killing the Sacred Deer and um, they listen to the favourite, I. In my mind, they're not an alternate reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it's almost like the director thinks he understands this higher society, and yeah. he's like, no, you, you, you don't. Yeah. You know, and you're trying to write about something that you don't. So you totally, don't. totally confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I hated you from the watch it. I was cursing <laughs> you last night, it was. Um, Netflix is, I think it's a place for this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think Netflix movies. That, so no, but, far, no, but if you, this is, you'd rather see it on Netflix than in the cinema. I'd rather not see it at all. No, but if I had to, yeah, I would rather see it at a couple where I can at least stand up, have tea, look at my phone, you know, I can uh, just come out and watch it. If it was in a cinema, I'd be obliged and forced to watch that to its conclusion. And the audience is probably angrier for it. Yeah. yeah. And now this is this probably seen by far more people on Netflix ever would in the cinema. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's, um, again, and it keeps proving point is. Netflix are just no nail in this movie thing at all. I think so far they've had one Buster Scruggs. But yeah, that's a Cone Is the exception, yeah, and it's down to that. But I mean, out with that, um, even the one we were talking about last week, Polar, uh. which we both agreed was alright, but you can still tell it's, you know. Yes. You can still tell, it's almost like it's become that way where you know a sci fi movie, like, like you know, so the and stuff like that. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. Netflix, I think, is getting like this, so I can tell it's a Netflix movie. It's, it is. It's it had rung above direct the DVD. But I don't understand why, because they've got a big budget. 
So what 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 are they missing? I what, think what's, the issue might how, be why can't they just go from that next stage to make it oh yeah that's a cinema movie? What I think the issue might be that they're giving up too much creative control. There's not enough notes in back. And that's everyone here listening to who works on Netflix have said what's it like? They said, Oh it's great, we don't get any notes about it, we just get told to do our thing and then they'll right. put it out. So maybe there's some directors who require a certain amount of like push on it. Do we kind of, do you know what, mate? Uh-huh. Bring it back a bit. I mean, know. the good thing about Netflix doing this is you're going to get stuff like Scorsese's new film coming out on Netflix. You will get gems and you will get uh-huh. the odd gem, but you know, there's a lot of rough to fucking. But even net- think Netflix, think, think about their TV, right? Genuinely, what is it on the Netflix TV shows are put out? What are the ones you'll say are genuinely great? Genuinely great. Stranger um, Things. Jessica Jones, Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah Daredevil season one. Daredevil season one. Yeah. yeah. There's not a, there's again, a lot of filler. And the problem yeah. is, they've got so much time and so much content to fill. They're dropping this shit like flies. You don't even know what's happening. Yeah. This drop that in knows out. There's, you know the film out in two weeks time, starring Ben Affleck, um, the guy from. Oh, me, the guy from. Rogue One. No, not Rogue One, um, Star Wars. Oh, no, Collision? No, the one who plays the pilot. Oh, I know who you mean, the, the French guy, is that his? Yeah, him. Yeah, oh, oh, he's Mexican. Mexican, him, yeah. French-Mexican, yeah. French, Mexican, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's a cast of, like, literally one of the best cast I've seen in, in, in cinema in the past, like, what? But it's just, you know, it's just... It's dropping on a, on a Friday afternoon and you'll probably not even notice it's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, it's not... Could, that, you, you could be right about a control thing. That, that actually does make sense because, you know, like, Disney or Warner Brothers, yeah, they'll give directors rain, but, you know, they will be like, no, you fucking do not do that. Yeah. Sorry, the film is called Triple Frontier, right? right? It's got Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, Pedro Pascal. That's his name, yeah. That's the boy from the Frenchman, Kingsman. The Frenchman, Kingsman. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac from Star Wars. Um, Garrett Hedlund. Oh, right. Big casting again, yeah, it's just like. This, if this film was about in the cinema, you would yeah. see this film, film for months in advance, you go, I'm going to see that film, yeah. it's really interesting. This, this, thing you drop, this thing you drop in two weeks' time and you won't even remember it. And there's so much content to put out that you don't even know is happening. And I, would, I, I can't even forgive the, you know, it's Netflix, it's the Tesco, it's something new, and in five years, having a movie as well, we could. It's like, no, but we make movies for, you know, 140 fucking years now. Uh-huh. There's no. There's no yeah, I, I think you maybe tapped into something on the whole. No one's, you know, there's no one spanking this and saying, "Don't be so fucking silly." That's, Aye. you know, sort that shit out. And I think that's maybe the problem. Perhaps, perhaps we should maybe try and now follow the maybe the Amazon model of buying things already made and then putting it out. Westworld stuff like that. Yeah. Or even not. Just Amazon done it with um, a couple of movies Amazon bought up and, and put them out. Right. You know, like Last Flag Flying and stuff like yeah. that. Out. Mm. So Netflix has done it with a few things. They bought Annihilation. Yeah. They bought Cloverfield, Paradox. Yeah. Um, I think they might have bought Roma. Right. And they put that out, and that's, that's obviously got an Oscar nomination. Yeah. So that, but that's you know maybe that's maybe that's what they're going to do. Rather than all the producing their own stuff, but like you said, you're getting the point where a sci-fi movie in Netflix. You know, there's, there's a there's a tone and a feel to it. Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think yeah. so even with the TV shows as well. I yeah. Think there's a definite. You know, you, you can see it's yeah, that's Netflix or the trailer. Yeah. Know. Um, out of 10, what do you give it? Oh, um, I'm, it's getting consigned to, to a 2 out of 10. So then I'll give it a 6. Because oh. there was some, there's some visually interesting things in it. Didn't go far enough for me. I thought performances, apart from, like I said, Zoe Action, were actually pretty solid. I, I enjoyed Jake Harlan in most things. Yeah. I like Wayne Russo in most things. I'm always happy to see Wayne Russo. Always, yeah, and again, but again, I'm like, nah, nothing. Nothing. I like, you know, 
Yeah. Just in the same like seventy minutes. It wasn't like you know I was five minutes like this is shit. Yeah. I mean seventy minutes yeah. to stop the end. I mean that was like yeah, it was twenty. You talked about, about half hour ago. I was getting point. frustrated. Yeah. I mean I was like I just uh, stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. um, yeah, so that's us for this week. That, um, that is us. What's out next week, sir? Well, still out of not seen is The Boy Who Would Be King, mm-hmm. which I want to see. Yep, I do want to see that um, as well. And also, Happy Death Day to You. Which we both want to see. see but we can't find somebody to show at a decent time. Um, just quickly, I've revisited Happy Death Day the other night to let the lady watch it, and it holds up really well. Right. It's still, still a great film, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I've been told the sequel is not a horror, it's more a sci fi. That's yeah, okay, I'm yeah. accepting a balls on us. Nice one. Um, but new out, you've got On the Basis of Sex. Which actually. Is, is she the lawyer you went to yes. see the thing in? Yes. Ah, I see, I don't know. I put a dress together all by things. myself. You learn yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. LBJ's her name. Oh, that long, oh that's Long Wind Jail, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I'm thinking beat that more again. Yeah, right. Do not do that. Do not confuse those yeah. two. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, and that's who she is, right. Okay, yes. cool. So, Got you. Interested. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm interested. Yeah, you got Copernicum, which is a Beirut film. Which, is it Beirut? Is it... Something like yeah, I, and I thought it looked really interesting. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, this could be interesting. It's yeah. about a boy who sues his parents because yes. they're giving him, they give him life when he shouldn't, and like the film yeah. when it's a hellish. Sounds mental. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to see it Friday if you want to join oh, me. Possibly. Yeah, five o'clock. Um, also out is Big Liam doing his thing in Cold Pursuit. Are we going to see this? Yes, uh, we are. Has uh, Liam Neeson become a taboo? Well, see, honestly, serious question. Has serious it? question. I genuinely thought this film was going to get pulled. Yeah. And it's going to get really ran like down to one show and you yeah. know, nothing and it's not massive amounts of shows on super screen as well they're still promoting the film in a big bad way I, think, I don't see, know why I, I'm on the, the with the whole Neeson thing I kind of I see both yeah, yeah totally. I can see both I can see sort and see he's done it because I get what he's trying to do but no you can't do that because no uh, you can't uh, and I'm but, like when I go and see his film but am I going to be like watching it for the sensational that he's caused or yeah. for the film and is one going to detract from all that's my concern isn't this a story not a story that shows how much he grows as a man I, I understand what you're trying to say completely. Um, you know, if, if he was an angry young man, he's now and seen he, it every And place. he's not now. And do you know what I would This is so biblical, but see if there's anyone out there that's never fucking, you know, had a racist thought or anything like that, you know what I mean? Then, you know, fucking, you've got a right to preach all you want, but I guarantee, in all honesty, if people want to stand up and say, oh, I can put my up and say it was, I've never, ever indulged in any kind of fucking racist, yeah. sexist notions. You're Fucking liar, there would be a lot less attacks than recent on what you said. Yeah. So, absolutely. You've also got out on Wednesday, Fight With My Family. Which I'm, the reviews for that have been really, really good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not a wrestling fan. Neither am I. Or I used to be back in the day when I was a kid, but not so much now. But this this seems like, you know, seems like it's got genuine heart to it. Yeah. Um, and The Rock is very clever at marketing and he kind of pushes things but with this one he's you know he's not so much the fucking the way he's been pushing like Hobbs and Shaw and stuff mm. like he's letting this one read and I think it's because there's such a confidence in the story how itself the, aye, yeah. but, you know, do you know what it's going to do well and yeah yeah, it. Um, yeah tell me what you find us you can find us at the Raven um, every it's <laughs> the first thing we really want to see is um, you can find user spaces number three beers in the movie at gmail on instagram on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, so, yeah, let us know what you think. Give us some love. Um, say hello. I've been Colin, you've been Richard, we've been. Three beers in a movie.